Somebody out there simply needs to hear that God loves you through your mistakes. That God's love endures through your past, through your past mistakes. Isn't that a blessing? How many of us have made mistakes we never wish we would have made? We wish we could erase our past. The good news is, is God has erased our past. And tonight, I want to talk about that. But we know we have a segment on here at BGTV called Knowing God. Knowing God, He knows us in our womb. But fully knows us, and the rest of life is about us getting to know Him. So, every single day, I try my best to spend some time with the Lord. Some days I make it, some days I don't. But it is one of my main goals every day to wake up, to go downstairs, and spend some time with the Lord. And this week, I decided to open the Bible and not read it fast but open it up and read it slow because I wanted to get to know God deeper. I wanted to get to know Him more intimately. And sometimes if we just fly by it, it's like we don't pause and look at the words. Man, the, the words in this book right here, whoo, come on somebody, the words in this book right here are live and active and they will change your life. So I decided to take that in. So I was reading really slowly and I'm going through the book of 1 Chronicles right now. And um, 1 Chronicles 16 is where I was reading this the other day. I want to show you this verse that stood out to me when I was reading real slowly. Now, here's a verse here. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Now, you probably heard that verse a million times. It's also in Psalms. You know that Psalms, I believe it's Psalms uh, 136, 126, that it is literally the whole book is about God is good and His love endures forever. But I was reading it here on these verses. It says, and you know how sometimes you can read a verse for a hundred times and then all of a sudden it speaks to you in a whole new way? Y'all, when I read this verse, it just captured me. When I saw it said God's love endures forever, pause for a moment, listen to what it's saying. You know what God spoke to me that day? God spoke to me. He said, Brad... My love it has endured through every single one of your mistakes. Woo, come on, man. Doesn't that make you feel good? That God's love, you know what? God's love endured through my drunkenness when I was a teenager. It endured through my wild parties. His love endured through my marriage problems. His love endured through my gambling addictions, gambling away thousands of dollars in the middle of all the darkest moments of my life. God's love still endured through all of that to get to me and to find me. That God's love, He through the toughest times, God's love endures for us. You know what? Even those moments where I have forgotten about Him, those moments you have forgotten about Him, God's love endures through all of that. God's love endures through you, when you have a failed ministry. Uh, you know, when you get spiritually wounded, like we talked about in the first episode, being spiritually wounded, a lot of you could relate to that. And God's love also endures all the way through the times you're spiritually wounded. Maybe you've turned your back on God. Maybe you're bitter at God, angry at God. Maybe you have, um, maybe you don't trust God like you used to. Did you know that God's love endures through all of that? Read that word and read it slowly. Man, that God is good and his love endures forever. You know, when you get spiritually wounded, sometimes it's like we, we just kind of throw everything out the window. But here's what I want you to understand. 
is that when you are spiritually wounded, it does not change the Word of God. Just because you get spiritually wounded doesn't change the biblical principles. The Word of God stays the same even when we get hurt, and we have to get to the point where we go back to it and understand that it is, it is right, it is true, it's eternal, and that's what we base our life off of. But God's love endures when you're spiritually wounded. And this is what um, I was out talking with a good friend of mine this week. We were at Taco Mama. Come on, somebody. Taco Mama, throwing down some tacos. I was with my boy, Jonathan Irby. Me and Irby go way back playing baseball together back in Little League. And um, we were sitting there talking, having a good time. And he shared something with me that kind of matched up with what I was already thinking about in my spirit this week. Because I was thinking about how God's love has endured through all of my past mistakes. And he shared something with me that I've just got to share with y'all. So get out your Bibles for a moment. Because I'm not. there's three verses I want to read. And I don't want to put up three verses verses across the screen. So get out your Bibles. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, 39. Romans chapter 8, 37 through 39. I'm going to read these verses and ask you a question. So here we go. Let's read them. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, isn't that a powerful verse that many of us have heard over and over again so many times? But when Irby spoke this to me, y'all, is something I had never seen, and it, man, it set me free. So in those verses, he asked me this question. He said, Brad, what's missing in those verses? And I read over it, and I read over it, y'all, and I couldn't find out what it was missing. And then he finally said, the word passed. Look in there. Woo, man. In here it says that demons, that, you know, not demons or angels or neither the present nor the future, neither the present or the future can separate you from the love of God, but it doesn't have the word past in there. You know what he told me? He said, Brad, you know why the word past is not in those verses? It's because this is speaking to believers. This is speaking to people who have already given their life to Jesus. They're already followers of Jesus. He said, because when you give your life to Jesus, your past is erased. It's already dealt with, so your past can't separate you from God. It has no power to do that. And that's why it says neither the present nor the future can separate you from God because your past has been erased. Everything yesterday, a week ago, last year, five years ago, all of it has been erased. Now, come on, somebody, isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? I read that a million times and never saw that. And Irby, I want to thank you for that because that set me free. And you know what he said? He said, Brad, you got to get to the point to where you can see yourself as God sees you. That you begin to view yourself the way God views you. And this is how you get um through all of your past, because some of us get stuck in our past, right? We get stuck in our past mistakes. We get stuck there is because we don't view ourselves the way God views us. But in Ephesians, it tells us this, y'all. First of all, in Ephesians 5, it says that we are the bride of Christ. So here's, if we're the bride of Christ, 
then we're either his bride or we're not. We either take in the Bible literally or we're not. Haley is my bride. She walked the aisle. She, she made a vow to me. She is my bride. She lives with me. We are one together. Everything that's mine is hers. Here's the thing. If we are the bride of Christ, y'all, then everything that God has is ours. His power, his authority. If we are the bride of Christ, we are one with him. Ephesians also tells us in the, in the first chapter, it says that we are co-seated with Christ in the heavenlies. That means we are his bride. We are seated, co- we are co-seated with him in the heavenlies. And y'all, if we can begin to view ourselves as that, we'll begin to understand that co-seated in the heavenlies, God doesn't see in the past. The past is dealt with by the blood of Jesus. That'll set you free. So all of your past has been dealt with. Now we just have to die daily to sacrifice our our old ways, our old life, to begin to walk in the Spirit, walk out Walk out the ways that God has called us to walk. Come on, somebody, somebody just ought to yell and just be like, man, that really fires me up because, man, I know we all deal with our past. We're reminded of our past. We're reminded of what we've done and we don't feel worthy enough to be close to God. So that's kind of what I want to go into next is I've talked about I was going to help on some of these weeks. I was going to be bringing in some of the, my journal segments, segments from my journal. So this week is the journal. This is the journal segment that we're going to go into. And this week's journal comes from December the 1st, 2018. This is my personal journal. And the story goes like this. This is me and Haley just came out of our marriage problems and we would stay at home, y'all. We have this couch. We still have it upstairs. We called it the healing couch because I had made hundreds of mistakes. She had made mistakes. And we came back together and we decided we were going to work out our marriage. We we're going to honor our vow with each other. And we, whew, I'm getting tears. We, don't, if I cry, y'all just bear with me here. We, we, we would sit on that couch and we would lay there and we would just hold each other. And we would just heal together. We could feel God's presence just healing over us as we decided to work through everything together. And, you know, and there were times where I didn't, we were both wounded. We both had made mistakes. You know what, though? There were times where I didn't feel like I deserved to be with her. And there were times where she didn't feel like she deserved to be with me. She didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel worthy. We were working through all of these things. And I remember one night when she said, I just don't feel, uh, I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't feel like that uh, I deserve to be with you or all these things. And I was thinking the same thing, but she was voicing it. And y'all, inside of me, all I wanted her to know was that I love her and I don't see the past. I don't see what's happened. You know, the Bible tells us this. It says that what helped me get through all of our problems was this. That the one verse that held out to me was that love keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. And if God will only ask us to do what he's willing to do. So if he tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that love keeps no record of wrongs, guess what that means? God is love. That means he keeps no record of your wrongs. When the blood of Jesus covers your sins, they are gone forever. And that verse really helped me to just lay down all that we had gone through. It helped Haley to lay down all the mistakes that I had made. And we began to make a decision that we weren't going to, what? 
hold a record of wrongs. But in those, while we were laying there that night, she was just like, I just don't feel like I deserve to be with you. You know what I began to, I wanted her to know so bad that I just wanted her no matter what. I began to just whisper into her ear anything that I could think of that would sink down into her heart to let her know that I love her and that nothing's going to separate our love from each other. Nothing's going to separate my love from her. I would tell her that I just want to be with her, that there's nobody else in the world I want to be with, and that I've forgotten about mistakes and hoping that she had forgotten about mine and all of these things, y'all. And I would whisper these things in her ear, and y'all, listen to this. All of a sudden, I had this revelation The Holy Spirit began to whisper to me on that couch while I was holding my bride. He said, Brad, a lot of the verses in the Bible came about because God was whispering to his bride how he felt about her. That when the bride of Christ doesn't feel like she deserves to be with Jesus, when she doesn't feel worthy, when she feels unforgivable, that Jesus does what? He whispers into our ear and he says, nothing will separate you from my love. Not your present, not your future, no demons, no nothing can separate you from my love. He'll begin to whisper into your ear that I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. That I want to be with you not only for here in this earth but for all eternity man when I realized that some of the verses in the Bible spoken are literally spoken because God wants his bride to see how he really feels about us and when we go through the tough times he sends down a word to just help us know that he wants us he's holding us on that healing couch or wherever you're at I'm telling y'all, he erases our past. He just simply wants an intimate relationship with his bride. And he's willing to forgive everything and set us free of our past. He erases our past. Doesn't that set you on fire because God has erased your past? Come on. So in a marriage, we are married to Jesus. That's what this podcast is about. We, we, put, it, we put on a, a wedding ring, right? Right here, this wedding ring goes on. Haley said, I do. As we slid on the wedding ring, I said, I do. I put on this wedding ring. I'm in a vow with Haley. When you take, when you say, when you call on the name of the Lord, you take on his name. When you take on his name, you're entering into a vow, into a relationship, into a marriage with Jesus. And in a marriage with Jesus, you go, just like any marriage, you have ups and downs. A vow is, is, is something that goes through the deep Uh, the deepest things, even the storms and everything that you go through. See, love is not a feeling. I believe that love is a vow. Love is a vow. See, a vow endures through the good and the bad. It endures through sickness and in health. A vow endures through betrayal, through shortcomings, through dry intimacy seasons. A vow... It, it endures through everything that comes your way. A vow makes it through everything that comes against your marriage. When you make a vow, you are saying, I don't see your past. You know what? You don't bring the past into a new covenant. And when you came into a new covenant with Jesus, he wiped away all of your sins, everyone that you ever had committed and ever will committed. And he only sees you as his bride, seated, co-seated with him in the heavenlies. And when we begin to view ourselves the way God views us, we're able to move past our mistakes and we're able to overcome the spirit of condemnation, guilt, and shame because love keeps no record of wrongs and God is keeping 
keeping no record of wrongs of what you have done. He only wants you to understand that you are his bride. And by being his bride, you have his power. You have his authority to walk on this earth and to live the kingdom of God on this earth and to help bring the kingdom of God to this earth. That right there, my friend, will fire you up. Look at this verse right here. It comes from 1 Corinthians 13 right there. It says this, love never gives up. Love never, lo, no, I can't read tonight. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Look at that. Love endures through every circumstance. How powerful is that? So God is love. His love endures through every circumstance you've ever been through in your entire life. There's nothing you can name that God's love does not endure through. So quit trying to think that you've done something unforgivable, that you've done something that doesn't make you worthy or deserving to be his bride because he's sitting on the healing couch with you tonight. He's holding you tight and he's letting you know that he's in love with you and his love has endured through everything that you've ever been through, through every circumstance. Love endures all things. That, my friend, is a very, very powerful, powerful truth. Take it into heart because it is something that you don't want to forget. And so, you know, God has been speaking to me a lot through the book of Hosea because Hosea is a book that's about uh, how the bride of Christ in the Old Testament God's bride would, would would go up, you know, have roller coaster seasons in their marriage because it, marriage is a roller coaster. But the mar- the people of Israel would stray away from God, then they would repent and come back to God. And in the book of Hosea, God begins to tell Hosea, He says, "Go and find yourself a wife that has been a, adulterous that goes after other lovers," and He because I want to show a picture of what that the Israel looks like to me, what Israel looks like to me. So in the book of Hosea, this is the story that's going on. I want to show you the verse here in Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. Look at this verse right here. It says, The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. You see that right there? The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again. Again, remember, God is not going to ask you to do something that he's not willing to do. Here's what I want to pause for a moment is when I read that verse the first time, y'all, and me and Haley had gone through marriage problems, that verse set me on fire to just, it reignited my love for Haley in a fresh new way. I began to go after my bride like I'd never gone after before. I began to love her with everything I had inside of me and look past all of her mistakes and she looked past all my mistakes and we were able to strengthen because I was going after her. So you're out there, go after your spouse with everything that you have because God is saying what? He says, go after your bride, go after your spouse and show your love to them again. If you're having marriage problems, just take this verse and maybe it's been a long time since you've gone after your spouse. You've wooed them. You've pursued them. You've allured them to come in close and to be intimate. When I did that with Haley, it did something new inside of me. And here's what I want you to see is God's not going to ask you to do something that he's not willing to do. So guess what God is doing right now? What I believe is happening in the bride of Christ, in the church, around the world, is that God right now 
is going after his bride with everything that he has. One more time before he comes back, he's going after his bride. He's going to be alluring her. He's going to be wooing her. He's going to be pursuing her. And so if you're feeling it burning in your heart to draw in close to God, it's because God is alluring you. He's wooing you. He's pursuing you. And he's going after his bride with everything that he has. And so when he comes in close to you, don't turn your back on him because and not be willing to go in and be intimate with him because he's coming in and he's saying, my bride, I'm coming after you one more time. I'm going to show my love to you before I come back. And he's drawing his bride, y'all, back in close to him. And I believe we are in the last days. I believe we're in the last moments. And this is going to be one of the last day moves is when Jesus begins to draw his bride back into him. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 and 8 says that the bride of Christ made herself ready. The reason she made herself ready is because she understood that her bridegroom was alluring her, pursuing her, and wooing her with everything that he has. And she began to fall in love with him again and go after her first love because she recognized that Jesus was showing his love to his bride once again, that God was coming after her with everything he had. Doesn't that fire you up? That fires me up so excited. And I'm so excited that we are on this side of knowing that God's love endures forever. You know what? There's a verse in Hebrews chapter two. I don't have it on my screen, but I want to say it to you. It says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Y'all, Jesus, his blood, his love for you, he endured the cross for you. Jesus' love for you endured through the cross, through the beatings, through the pain, through the crown of thorns, through the stripping of his flesh, through dying, being nailed to the cross with nails. His love endured through the cross for you. And on that cross, it says, it is finished, my bride. He had his bride on his mind, on the cross. And I'm telling y'all, it is something special because Jesus, his mind is on his bride. He did it all for his bride. And anybody can be his bride if you put your faith in Jesus out there. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never made a vow to be in a marriage with him. Maybe you walked an aisle and said a prayer. A prayer is not what gets you into heaven. It's a vow that you make to Jesus to be in a relationship, to be in a marriage with him where you get to know him and you become intimate with him. And you know what? When you get to know Jesus, it's the most greatest thing in your life because the reward of Christianity is not what we think it is. The reward of Christianity is not heaven. The reward of Christianity is Jesus. And when you fall in love with Jesus, it's something that will take you to a place that you could never, ever imagine. So Jesus' love and for you endured through the cross. And tonight, I'm telling y'all this. Jesus' love has endured for all time. His love endured through the garden. 
His love endured through the garden when Adam and Eve made the first mistakes. His love endured through Abraham's disobedience. His love endured through Joseph when he was thrown into the pit and his brothers were there throwing him into the pit. But God's love endured through that moment and he loved his brothers so much that he still named the 12 tribes of Israel after his brothers. God's love endured through the wilderness, through all the complaining. God's love endured through Israel wanting another king and rejecting God. But God's love endured through it all. God's love endured through Hosea and through the times out there where the bride had wandered away and was cheating on God and had forgotten about God and gone after other lovers. God's love endured through it all. God's love endured through the cycle of sin in David's life. God's love endured through that cycle of sin in David's life and David got through where he repented and he knew that God's love endured through here everything that he had done wrong God's love endured through Israel killing the prophets God's love endures through the religious system of Jesus's day and in our day God's love endured through Paul murdering Christians God's love will endure through your biggest mistake through jail time through marriage problems through addictions through miscarriage through infertility. God's love endures through a failed ministry. God's love endures through spiritually wounded times in your life. God's love endures when we wander away from him, when we wander away and we don't know our way back to him and we've made mistakes that we never thought would ever happen to us. God's love endures through those moments. God's love endures through financial struggles. His love endures through the darkest moment in your life. God's love endures through when you hurt other people. God's love has endured through all history. God's love endured through the Civil War. God's love endured through World War One. God's love endured through World War II. God's love will endure through World War Three. God's love has endured through all depressions. God's love has endured through this divided world. God's love endures through this divided country. And God's love endures through this divided church in this moment. God's love endures through death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Because God's love endures for us over and over and over again. God's love endures all the way until we see him face to face. God's love endures for eternity. So give thanks to the Lord because he is good and his love endures forever. I'm telling you what, if you out there and God is trying to speak to you tonight to let you know that there is nothing that you have ever done that his love will not endure through. He loves you and he simply wanted me to tell you tonight that he's in love with you. He's infatuated with you. He has erased your past and he is waiting there with his arms wide open to have intimate moments with you this week. Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He gave everything. His love endured through the cross. And I'm telling you right now, it is our time in this moment to make ourselves ready for when He comes back to get us.